fun. The Weekend Variety Wireless with Dock Edge Festival. Get a free program at dockedge.nz. Six after nine o'clock, very good evening, and a special hello to those listening on the podcast at your own leisure. Go to the Weekend Variety Wireless Facebook page for a community of people that basically rant and rave and do what they do, and it's all good fun. And you can leave messages there or just send me an email from the Weekend Variety Wireless webpage uh, for Max Cryer or anything you like whatsoever. Feedback's always welcomed. Later this evening, uh, having an orgasm in your elbow. I can teach people how to have uh, full body orgasms, how to experience their sexual energy throughout their whole body rather than just in their genitals. Wow. Um, you can learn how to have lots of different kinds of orgasms. Like what? Um, so you can, have, you can have different orgasms in the yoni, so you can have the G-spot orgasm, the clitoral yeah. orgasm, there's a cervical orgasm. You can also have full body orgasms that ripple right through your body. You That's my usual. You can have an orgasm in your anus. You can have an orgasm in your elbow, even. Really? Elbow. You can have crygasms from crying, heartgasms where the heart opens. You can have laughgasms that feel like you're going to explode from laughing. Oh, I think it's time we had uh, Mark Honeychurch from Skeptical Thoughts, and he'll be up uh, very shortly. <laughs> okay, that's part of a documentary called Let's Talk About Sex and it's on at the Documentary Edge Festival. Uh, apologies, too much information. Um, but the whole thing is, yeah, let's talk about sex. We talk about them about talking about sex. We talk with them about talking about sex, the movie that they've made. Uh, Jason Bonham is the son of John Bonham, the outstanding a replicable drama from Led Zeppelin. Oh, mercy me. Um, he really is something else. You know the tune. Z oh, it's gotten all out of time there. Hopeless. All right, that's better now. Jason Bonham's his son, and he's got one hell of a lot of great stories to talk about, uh, Led Zeppelin and his father. He's doing a show coming up in Auckland. It's a dedication to Led Zeppelin, his father and his music, and they approach it with love and scholarship. Uh, that's my deduction anyway from having a chat with him. Do listen. That'll be between 10 and 11. Next up, Skeptical Thoughts with Mark Honeychurch. The Weekend Variety Wireless with Dock Edge Festival. For details, visit dockedge.nz. It's raining. Bullshit. Hallelujah. Mark Honeychurch from New Zealand Skeptics joining us for Skeptical Thoughts this Sunday. Hello, Mark. Hey. How you doing? All right. You okay? Yeah, absolutely. Just got some uh, some nice stories to talk about tonight. Oh, lovely. Let's rip into it. I thought something crestfalling had happened. Now, healing crystals. Um, everybody thinks crystals have this... They're just such special things, really, aren't they? They look lovely. They must have powers. Absolutely. And not only must they have powers, but obviously they're, you know, they're nice and environmentally friendly. They come from Mother Earth. What could possibly be wrong with them? Yeah. Um, and people are buying them for all sorts. You know, health is a big one, both physical and mental health. 
and monetary problems and all sorts. I've even seen adverts for water bottles where there are crystals in the bottom and it's supposed to somehow energize your water so when you drink it you're getting extra benefits from it and all of this is obviously nonsense claims but um there was another facet that was looked at recently in an article on new republic and it was really good that this journalist looked at it from the perspective of where do these crystals come from uh and it's an interesting one because you know not many people are going to care are going to even think about it where do they come from what kind of environmental impact does it have to be digging crystals out of the ground apparently um the industry is now about a billion dollars a year it's it's become a very big industry with the the new age people out there trying to buy all sorts of crystals for their homes and pendants and all sorts so it is big business like we see with um alternative medicine as well it's certainly not a small thing um and unsurprisingly there isn't much thought given by anybody in the supply chain of crystals as to where these crystals are coming from ah Um, i see just yoink them out of the ground And everybody's turning a blind eye. Nobody wants to think about it because the fact is that crystals do come from underground and underground means mining. And um, mining doesn't have a track record for being very good for the environment. I mean, mining is necessary a lot of the time. Um, We need our copper. We need all these things. And quite often, these crystals, they are a byproduct of mining for other stuff that we want. So while people are digging mines underground looking for copper seams and so on, they might bump into amethyst or rose quartz or something else. And it's worth the company digging that out while they're there because they can sell it off at a little bit of a profit. Um, But, of course, mines are all over the world, and there are very different sets of regulations in different countries and it looks like for a lot of these mines they're not being in a run run in a way that's environmentally sustainable a lot of them are leaching lots of acids out into the environment and on top of that labor practices in a lot of third world countries for miners are not good people are treated unfairly young kids are sent down mines and so it looks like a lot of the crystals that are being sold to new age hippies that think they're doing a good thing by buying them are actually coming from places where people are being oppressed, where the money that's being made in places like Myanmar is being spent by oppressive governments on attacking parts of the population. So a lot of bad stuff is happening um, as a result of these crystals and this whole crystal supply chain, but nobody's paying any attention to it. And the article did a really good job of just saying, look, this is a problem. Maybe in a country as big as the States, they need to be doing the same as they do for diamonds, which is where they try to make sure that the mines are looking after their employees, that things are being done in a way that isn't quite as damaging as it has been in the past. But I, I, I'd be surprised if that happens. It would be nice to see, of course, at the other end, that the people running these companies selling these crystals would do something. But you've got some of the big players like Gwyneth Paltrow, who runs Goop. Um, they refuse to answer the journalists. They refuse to say where their crystals were coming from. I imagine a lot of them are coming from these mines where they're going to be pretty embarrassed if they have to admit it or that they're not even paying any attention. They're not asking those questions because it would be too painful for them. Well, they could probably, and they might say, they hypnotise them into existence by thinking very hard. But you're 
absolutely right. <laughs> this is the last damned thing the entitled narcissistic bourgeoisie, um, well-off people with all the best intentions in the world without thinking about it for a damned second would do at these places, wouldn't they? Oh, it's a crystal. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I looked locally because the article was based on the US. So I brought up, I think, the six um, first crystal shops that came up in a search for New Zealand online crystal shops. And sure enough, there was pretty much nothing. There was one shop I found that mentioned for some of the crystals the country they came from, but not the mine. Mm -hmm. Apart from that, the rest of the sites were all absolutely silent. What they weren't silent about was the illegal claims that they were making. So I found one for Amethyst that said, the Amethyst is used to overcome addiction. It can be used for bumps, bruises, headaches, tension, insect bites, and even skin conditions. Absolute nonsense. Obviously, I'm going to be putting in a complaint about that one because it drove me potty. Um, not the kind of thing you're allowed to say in this country. But mm. no mention about whether they were doing their due diligence in where they're sourcing that amethyst from, unfortunately. Right, yeah. Uh, Let's move on to personalised vitamins. You did some work this week, didn't you? You uh, went... Oh, pardon me. What an appalling thing to say. You did some special work this week just for this programme. That's what I meant to say. Uh, personalised vitamins. Here's a little introduction by way of uh, YouTube. Make supplements. But he doesn't know which ones. Here we go. From the top. Sorry. Bob knows he should take supplements. But he doesn't know which ones. Bob checked the grocery and health stores looked online and asked his mom, but found the information contradictory and overwhelming. Thankfully, he found vitally.co.nz. Vitally.co.nz is a convenient way to get quality, clean label supplements with natural ingredients every month. The subscription model delivers 30 days of personalized individual supplement sachets to your door in a handy dispenser box. No more half-empty bottles in your cupboard or running out at different times. Oh, man, I should invoice them. That was a bloody great ad. <laughs> what did you do? Their, What's the deal the with this? They got the website in twice, didn't they? It was, <laughs> this one, I absolutely... Um, I, I love the fact that it's so easy to do a little bit of research on it. And if other people want to do something like I've done, and I found out as well this afternoon that Mark Hanna did a similar thing as well, you can go to these websites. And there are a couple of new companies that have started up in New Zealand. Vitally, as we heard, is the first one. And there's a second one that's called Wondermins. And they've managed to get an article out in uh, on Stuff, I think it was, talking about these two new services and what they offer and as we heard is personalized vitamins so you can basically tell these companies what your issues are what you want help with and they will come back and they will recommend vitamins to you and then you pay a monthly fee and they will send you your pack and every day you'll have a little pack to rip open that has the vitamins that you're supposed to be taking um, and this is different to previous services in New Zealand where you had to talk to a dietitian and they would listen to you talk about your issues and recommend something but this is automated you go onto the website and once you're on there, it asks you a few questions and it then comes up with a set of recommendations. Um, so it sounds like progress. It sounds like this is something that's great. We're, we're, you know, we're cutting out maybe a wasteful bit of effort. If this software can work out what people need, it's a brilliant thing to do. So I, I went online and I ran through with both companies a set of questions and they asked quite a few questions about different things. So I told them my age was 42, my gender was male, 
Do I have a low libido? No. Do I have a low sperm count? No. Do I smoke? No. My alcohol intake. So I filled in all this stuff and they came back at the end of it and they gave me some recommendations. Now, I, I was as honest as I could be with everything, including, you know, I said cognition. I'd love better cognition. I mean, who wouldn't want to be more intelligent? And Vitaly had one really good question, which asked, am I concerned by lack of focus, poor, to, poor short-term memory, brain fog, mm. or neither? And I was like, have I got poor short-term memory? Because I'm sure they just asked me three questions, not two. So neither <laughs> isn't really a valid response. No. A um, <laughs> little bit of worry, but I, I went back and checked, and sure enough, they've just misworded it, poor guys. But they came out at the end, and they suggested a $51 a month pack. Um, and that was rhodiola, B-complex, zinc, and inflammation support. I then went on to Wondermins, and weirdly, the questions were really, really similar. I wonder whether maybe there's an overseas service that both of these companies have used as a template, and they both copied the set of questions out of this. But one, one question I love for these guys, Wondermins, was they asked, in terms of vitamins and supplements, would you say you're? And one of the choices was unconvinced, I'm a bit skeptical. Oh, um, oh. I definitely had to choose that one. So I, I like the nod to the skeptics there. That was great. Um, this one then turned around and said, referencing research, I'm pretty sure having looked at the results, that's not what they were doing. Um, and the results I got were different. So for this company, I was told I need to be taking ashwagandha and ginkgo biloba and B-complex. So the B-complex was the same. Oh, that's the right. They're, they're all, everyone needs B-complex. Absolutely. And this one was $55, so about the same price. It's about 50 bucks a month for each service. Then I thought, what happens if I... Wreck it! Go on, go and wreck it. Go on, excellent. (laughs) So, I'm now not 42 and drinking alcohol and and whatever else I do that's wrong, not exercising. I'm now a fit and healthy 32-year-old. I don't drink or smoke. I have a healthy diet. I exercise regularly. All I have is minor mood problems. Uh, So I filled it in as the best person I could possibly think of and vitally said I needed $57 a month worth of vitamins. Um, And Wonderman said I needed $51 worth. So it really didn't seem to matter my age, my health condition. I did manage to push it up, though. I I pretended to be a 110-year-old chain-smoking alcoholic with a bad diet no exercise, and lots of health problems. So I went all out in the other direction, vitally suggested $90 worth of vitamins, and Wondermins came back with 68. So I pushed it up a bit, but not as much as I was expecting. Not a lot. You could, oh, try. I'm a sailor aboard um, the Endeavour in 1762 or something. Oh, heavens. I wonder if they come back. Vitamin C. That's what you need. (laughs) Well, they actually had an even more blatant question than, you know, are you a sailor and and not getting your vitamins while you're you're sailing? Mm. One of the companies asked, are you known to be deficient in any of the following nutrients? Vitamin B12, iron, vitamin D, and folic acid. So I went back and I answered the questions as a healthy person again, but I ticked yes to all four of those. I said I am known to be deficient in all four of them. The response that came back only suggested two of those. It only suggested that I take vitamin D and folic acid along with ginkgo biloba again, but two of them that I told them I need more of, they didn't even recommend for me. I have no idea what's going on with this software. 
Right. It's um, it's absolutely crazy. But then I thought I'll have a look at the descriptions of some of these because I figure these guys probably know how to word something the right way. And sure enough, I just found a peppering of the word support everywhere through their text. So benefits of ginkgo biloba, it talks about supporting blood circulation, supporting cerebral functions, support healthy blood, support general circulation, support in assisting to support healthy adrenal gland function. <laughs> yeah, They've support, really it's a weasel word. It's a we- I had a friend who had scurvy. Oh, really? Yeah. That must have been pretty horrible. It wasn't that bad. He got over it pretty quickly with some vitamin C, but he thought it was really smart and grown up just to eat the meat out of the burger and nothing else. <laughs> oh, for for so, quite, yeah, quite a so, long time. Anyway. Okay. So, so these, these companies, they, they've done their homework. They know how to word things so they don't get in trouble. Um, thankfully, the Stuff article at least did talk to a registered dietitian, Brad Brosnan, who said, all too often I see people's mindset relying on supplementation instead of healthy food. In most cases, people should take a food-first approach to improving their health, uh, personal and clinical assessment, rather than talking to a computer. And, of course, my answer is always, if you're unsure, go and see your GP. They can run tests, they can talk to you about your symptoms, and they can either figure out what's wrong with you or they can refer you to a specialist who is actually qualified and not just some random questionnaire that always seems to suggest $50 of vitamins, whatever's wrong with you. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, we've run out of time for a bunch of other stuff. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Because if I leave it for any longer, it's going to be thoroughly irrelevant. Um, my favourite Christian evangelist died. And it, strangely enough, I didn't even know he'd moved to New Zealand. Um, Chuck Missler. I liked him because he was just so straight up about what he believed. He didn't muck around. Within his worldview, at least he was consistent. No weasel words like the Archbishop of Canterbury talking about um, love and justice and stuff. Uh, No, he was uh, full on. You're aware of Chuck, eh? Yeah, absolutely. He's always been quite honest about his end-of-world predictions, and he seems to have that cheery optimism about the fact that everything's going to go wrong. Um, And he's also known for his his talk about how peanut butter disproves evolution, that I've I've loved that one for years and years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Died in Ripper at the age of 83. I listened to his podcasts for a long time. He actually taught me quite a bit about the Bible. I thought it was, uh, well, it was great. That's a good thing that he did. Uh, His beliefs far out and, but he stuck with them with a straight face and meant what he said and said what he meant and that I respected about him. So there you go. And I'm glad he had... uh, uh, I think, a pretty happy life here in New Zealand. So there you go. Chuck Missler, the age of 83, very famous, world-famous Christian evangelist, uh, died here in New Zealand just last week. So there you go. All right. See, they can't say we don't do nothing for them. (laughs) Absolutely. It was sad to see him go, and I never saw him speaking live, which I was really disappointed about. I asked for an interview, and he said, you've got better, bigger things to worry about than that, boy. Think about hell. (laughs) Think about going to hell. From his worldview, he was dead right. Okay, there you go. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, Mark. All right, cheers. Okay, Mark Honeychurch, Skeptical Thoughts. The Weekend Variety Wireless with Dock Edge Festival. Enter online for a VIP experience. All right, here he is. He's getting a lot of thumbs up from a lot of people out there liking 
you just going nuts, John? Oh, me? Do yeah. I, what do I go nuts? I don't pass it on to you because I don't want to inflate your ego. Here he is, least qualified guy. Lewis is the least qualified guy. Don't tell us what is good for China. There, we'll go take it from there. There you go. Don't tell us. Yep. Um, yeah, I get excited now and again. I'm pretty passionate about stuff, you know. Mm. I mean, I'm just, you know, it's kind of like, you know, the, the decline of the Roman Empire. I kind of look like the decline of the American Empire. It looks like it's declining. It hasn't lasted long. Well, no. I mean, you know, it was a, you know, it was a good shot. I mean, I mean we may rebound. From I don't... about what, 1945 to now? Yeah. 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 Well, the democracy part in the Constitution, you know, a couple hundred years and all that kind of stuff. But oh, yeah, but as far as superpower and all that. Going. Sure, sure. Yeah. You know, but we're declining, you know, at a pace. Yeah. You know? I'll give you some quick hits here. Okay. Just, this is, you know, this is disturbing to me. You know, Starbucks, Yale, and Merced Park. Merced, Merced Park in Oakland, California. In Starbucks, two black guys walk in and want to use the toilet. And they say, no, only paying customers. So they say, okay, fine. And they go sit down. And then two seconds later, I mean, like a minute later, the, the, the person, the manager calls the cops on them. They were just waiting for a friend is what they were doing. So the cops come and arrest them. You know, I mean, what? can't you just come in and talk to the person and say, well, okay, it's not that big a deal. I thought they did. They did. They arrested them. Okay. No, I thought they did talk to them. And they said, um, if you want to sit down here, you've got to buy something. Uh, nah, that's not the. That's not the. That's not what I read. They just came in and, 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 checked and, around? and arrested them. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Well, yeah, because Starbucks shut down after that. Well, that uh, that's the, might be their overreaction. Yeah, okay. Okay, so you got that. So then in Yale, okay. there's a graduate student, a black graduate student at yeah. Yale, and oh. she's studying in the common room. She falls asleep, as you do, and uh, a white student comes in and calls the cops because she's black. Because she's black? Yeah, she said, you don't belong here. What are you doing here? You can't sleep in here. You, 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 you know, blah, blah, blah. And then the cops come, and it took forever for her. I'm not buying that. that hey, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Because, oh, no, we've got a black person. You don't belong here because you're black. This woman... Whoever says that? This woman has called repeatedly on black people. Okay. She's a repeated seller. Now, in Oakland, California, Merced Park, which is... Uh, um, it's actually Merritt Park, I think. Mm -hmm. I've been there. You know, uh, there's a junior college around there. Uh, a black family were having a barbecue. A white woman called the cops on them and said, I don't, I don't think they're allowed to have a barbecue here. Because they're black. Because they're black. Mm. See, you you want to deny this shit. No, I don't want to deny this it. This is I stuff. Just find it so this nuts. Stuff. I just find that so nuts. So do I. I find it hard to believe. It is not accepted in society, in general society, anywhere in the West to do that sort of thing. No. So I immediately question the reporting. Oh no, 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 no. So I think there's a thing of begging the question here. That is, people. Assuming an answer before no they, no they see, go you, for it. no no it's all documented it's all right there this like the woman in Yale she's documented on that the woman in Oakland California had a breakdown because some other white person came and said you're a racist and she goes well they're, they're black they're, you know I mean it's all tape it's all there Graham it's there you got to look at it it's okay. there it's, it's not made up all right. people are calling people black I mean a, a cop a cop um, uh, yeah uh, this week arrested a 65 year old grandmother. And was punching her around. Happens to be a black woman. Why was he punching her around? Because she was questioning the ticket. It happens all the time in America. I'll tell you what. Watch a video called uh, This is America by Childish Gambino. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, very, yeah, you got to look at it a few times, man. There's shit going on in there, mm. you know, and it's not nice. No, it's, it's just, you know, yeah, it's just, you know, take, it's, and you want to see, take on you want to, you know, and I could do that and can say, oh, you know, this and that, it's not that way, it's not that way. Be a black person and find out how it is in America. Yeah, okay. It's not good. Yeah, all right. Um, but I still think that people are more eager to find these things and I suspect because they're they happening, are, they are rarer than what is nah, what nah. is made out. <laughs> ask because all the black, ask all the black guys that have been shot. Ask how rare it is. White guys get shot. Not as many on. as black guys. Not fourteen thousand times. Stephen, the guy in Sacramento, seven times he got shot. He didn't have yes. a gun. He didn't have anything. Okay. Yep. I just no. still think there is. No, not even close. There's a hypersensitivity to it, and I think it may Sure, be, because... I want, I want the same result as you, and I think that the hypersensitivity to this sort of thing and when things are assumed to be one thing rather than another, it actually makes it worse. It makes the whole situation But it's not worse. being assumed. This is happening on a daily basis in America. See, we're two white guys talking about a black problem. Be black and see how you like it. All right. I'll tell you, if I was a black guy in America right now, I got pulled over by the cops. Shit, I'd be shaking my ass off because you just don't know. They shoot you at, they shoot you, no questions asked. Okay. I mean, it's not like the movies where they're always concerned about who they're going to shoot and the public and stuff. Now they just pull out their guns and just fire away. The cops are hypersensitized to that sort of thing. Well, they yeah, are. I yeah, agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Okay, last, last quick there shot. There are black cops as well. Yeah. Well, it's a brotherhood. Plenty of them. Yeah. I think it may be as much a cop problem as it is a racist problem. Well, I think it's a combination of the two. Okay. And, it, and it's not looking good. All right. It's not looking good. I mean, I don't give a shit what you say. You're two black guys. You're sitting You're sitting in a Starbucks. I've done it. I go in and sit at a, a McDonald's or something if it's cold or I'm waiting for somebody or whatever. I just go in there and sit. Mm -hmm. I've done it. And you have two cops coming to arrest you for that? They can't talk it out and say, okay, well, blah, 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 blah. they got to arrest you. That's, that's bullshit. Did they arrest them because they were black? Yeah. Their manager called them. Have they, they were... arrested white people for doing that sort of thing? Hell no. Oh, they, they just, haven't? No, they just kick them out. Okay. They just move them along. All right. Last thing is... Uh, I, I, I think just... that's a fair question to ask because I don't want to make things worse than they are. They're, they're not good. Okay. I love this when uh, President... Uh, when Trump... Uh, I shouldn't say President Trump because he's an asshole. Asshole Trump... Um, announced the Iranian pullout. Yeah. He was so phony. He walked up to the, he was, oh, I could walk up like this. I could be very serious here. And I'm going to say that America won't back down. And when we say something, we, you know, he it was just phony as hell. He was just, just phony. Everything about him was phony. It was just, you know, he was trying to act presidential. Yeah. And it was just, I just looked at it and went, man, you are so shallow. It, no, this is the biggest disappointment for me throughout the entire Trump debacle. Yep. This is the worst for me. Well... The Iran deal. Just kicking over a sandcastle because yeah. he can. Because, because he can. it's Barack Obama's. Because it's Obama's Because thing. it's Obama's. You know, Bill Mayer had a great line. He said, you know, Trump wants to destroy Obama's, whatever he's done, so badly, if he could, he'd be back Osama bin Laden. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they didn't get the right guy. It, well, look, it's not far removed from Trump saying that Barack Obama wasn't a true American. He may as well say Osama bin Laden is still alive. Yeah. And yeah. Obama didn't kill him. Yeah. That's fake news, and I'm going to go and get him. Yeah. 
Well, because of uh, his, uh, you know, going to have a meeting with Kim Jong-un. We'll mm. talk about that next. But they want to give him the Nobel Peace Prize. The Republicans do. And you go, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He just made the whole Middle East unstable. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's peaceful. No, no. The Nobel Peace Prize thing, that's just another anti-Obama. They, they thought oh, that yeah. Obama... <laughs> and, the, and, and look, they, you can make a good argument sure. that, that Obama should not have got that I, Nobel I, Peace Prize. I agree Prize. with you. They are just trying to put you know. that in the Trump camp and say, well, why don't you give Trump the Nobel Peace Prize then? <laughs> yeah, And exactly. it's reasonable to say, well, I say nah to both. Yeah, well, here's the, here, but here's the difference between the two. Trump talks about it and says, well, a lot of people, everybody says I should get it, but I wouldn't say that because, you know, he just said it. And Obama, yeah. when they ask him why he got it, he goes, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I just got it. Yeah. No, there are distinct differences between the character of the two individuals. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that, that, that's a real stick out like dog's balls, that one. Without a doubt, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, Iran does worry me. Yeah. What a what a ruination of a something that could have been quite <sighs> they, good. They, well, they could have. It's yeah, not perfect. Uh, but, I mean, Iran's. They could have built on it instead yeah. of tearing it down. Yeah, it increases the temperature rather than decreases it. Oh, totally. And the thing is, you know, this is what I don't get about it. You know, because we've tried this before. We've tried it with Korea, North Korea. We put sanctions. So much sanctions. But you know, people have pride in their country, and they're not going to kowtow to you. You know, and it hurts the populace. Their economy is not great anyway, no. and now it's going to be worse, and the populace suffers, and they're thinking, hoping that the, you know, the populace overthrows the government. Oh, yeah. Ain't, ain't going to yeah. happen. When has that ever worked? <laughs> ain't going to happen. I'm trying to think. Has it worked? Has no. it worked ever? It just makes the populace feel like, hey, we're being bullied by America. Well, I'm, I'm going to join the Ayatollah this evening well, I haven't in, in, in a Death to America march. Haven't seen this in a long time, but this week, every day, burning American flags in Iran. Woohoo! Haven't seen it in a while, but there you go. Back, oh, the flag salespeople, are just, <laughs> yeah. they had their heads in their hands Somebody's happy. <laughs> Ever since Obama, they go, oh, no, I cannot sell American flag. <laughs> oh, no, no, no sell. What are we going to do we with all these flags? Petrol. We'll give you a can of petrol. Take flag, take What's petrol? No. Oh, no. Well, they got rid of them this week. They'll be happy. Yep. All right. Now, communications gap. Well, this is interesting because, you know, Trump is going to have a meeting with Kim Jong-un on June 12th. Mm. Okay, the big summit. And this is the way I I picture this happening. Two guys are going to meet. Okay. Neither one of them can communicate with either. And there's a gap. And it's not just what you say, it's what the other guy hears. There's not only a difference between what you say and what you mean, there's an enormous difference between what he thought you said and what he thought you meant to say. And that's going to be the, that's going to be the sum of it yeah. for these two guys. No, that's I good. mean, they're, they're going to be talking from two different points of view. Mm. Look at Trump calls, <laughs> I mean, look at Kim Jong-un. He's got everything he wants. He's way in the driver's seat in this. First of all, he came into power as a young guy, so he had to solidify his power. So what did he do? He knocked off 300 people. And his uncle. And his uncle, members of his family. And Trump calls him nice this week. Nice guy. (laughs) Nice guy. Okay? The second thing, he wanted his nuclear arsenal. He's got it. He's got all his nukes. They did all the testing. They got all their nukes. They work. They work. So he's done that. Now what he wants to do is establish himself on the world stage. He's got that meeting Trump. Mm. And then the other thing that he wants out of the summit is some economic recovery for his country. Good luck with that. Good luck with that, but that's what he wants. And, 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 and Americans keep saying that it's, it's our policy 
tough policy that has driven him to this. He's met with Jing Jinping, the Chinese guy, again this week. Mm -hmm. Again. I mean, he doesn't travel out of the country, and all of a sudden he's going to China every other day to meet with this guy. You know that's the driving force behind it. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Also, with Iran, it's going to be difficult for the other Western nations who still want this deal with Iran. They do. And, and, and they do. said, okay, Obama, we'll, we'll go with you on this, and, yeah. and it seemed to have some effect. Yeah. And had a benefit for the Iran for the. Iranian people as well. Okay, it's going to be difficult for them to still keep that um, handshake with Iran and trade with America. They're not going to be able to. No. So it's going to be a really We've already told, hard... We've already told German businesses to, to scale back. Yeah. Who are we to say that? You know what? Have, who fills the gap? China. China. There you go. China. It's Russia. the dumbest idea. Uh, it's just... Uh, Trump, Trump's ever had amongst a whole lot of dumb ideas, but this one he's actually made stick. Yeah, and he appeals to his base. The base love it. Um, they just. You I know. don't think the base even knows <laughs> where Iran <laughs> is. This is just an anti-Obama sandcastle. Oh, it is. Over. You know, the big thing is okay. The the big sticking point to me is denuclearization. Yeah. You know, we've got an idea that there are our idea and their idea are, are like miles apart. They're not giving up their nukes. They work too damn hard to get those things, and they feel that puts them on the world stage with other nuclear powers. They ain't giving them oh, up. Oh, North Korea. Yeah, North Korea. Oh, yeah, no, they're, they're, yeah, they're yeah. not giving that up. Nah, nah. So I don't, I don't know what we have to offer. What, you know, what's, you know, the, because they're, they've, and, and this is where Kim Jong-un is just playing America like a fiddle. He's announced this week they're going to have a big uh, celebration and open up the world to where they're going to dismantle their nuclear testing site. No, the sure. goddamn thing imploded already. He can't even use it. It's a case, as we said <laughs> earlier, it's broken. Um, and so then now they're saying, oh, no, we didn't really want it anyway. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't worry us. It's just, just a great excuse for them to, uh, uh, to say, no, no, it doesn't matter if our, our engineering was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just fallen over. Yeah. So, so they're gonna you're gonna blow up something that's already blown wrong, up. They put the wrong thread on a bolt. It's just so hard to get a good bolt with yeah. the right thread and match it in North Korea. It probably bloody is. It probably is. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. No, something. Else. Oh no. I, no I What's think that? Of, I was just trying to think of. Um, un. Oh yeah. I suspect most people will know about this, but. In case you think that Kim Jong-un Jong is someone who was brought up entirely brainwashed to this type of political system, yeah. uh, a, a kind of Maoist ultimate um, authoritarian regime, he was educated and raised in Switzerland. There you go. Switzer frickin' land. <laughs> he knows what's going on. Yeah. He's no dummy. Oh, no, not at all. God, just by the way he's, he's you know, pulling the strings on us. He's no yeah. dummy at all. No. Okay. The swamp, we're talking the Republican swamp is uh, alive and well? Well, the political swamp in Washington, D.C. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, the political swamp. Right. And, and Trump's campaign promise was that he was going to drain the swamp. You know, drain the swamp. That's what they all say. They all say that. <laughs> you know, but he was going to have no lobbyists, no special interests, no this, no that. Now, this is a great story. This is just the fast, most fascinating thing this week. So his lawyer, Michael Cohen, who always pops up, 
it was discovered that he had this slush fund, this LLD, this essential consultants firm that he set up to pay $130,000 to Stormy Daniels, the porn actress that had an affair with Trump. Now, a little bit further digging, AT&T gave Michael Cohen 600000 bucks. Who's AT&T? Uh, they're the biggest telephone telecommunications um, giant in America. They run the whole show. They're like, you know, New Zealand um, telecom. Telecom Spark or something. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. they're just huge. So they gave they gave Cohen six hundred thousand dollars in this fund. Novartis, which is a worldwide pharmaceutical company out of Switzerland, actually. Oh. Yeah, they gave one point two million dollars to Cohen. Korea Aeronautics. Korea Aeronautics. Gave him $150,000. I mean, it is it, the swamp, and they all gave it to him to gain access. Now, listen to Norvatus. Would you run a company? To gain access to? Trump. Okay. Because he pitched him. He said, hey, I'm Trump's personal lawyer. I can get you. AT&T. Isn't there a law against that? Uh, yeah. AT&T gave $600,000. Nice face. AT&T gave $600,000 because they're trying to merge with Time Warner, and Trump is against it. That's why they gave him the money, so that he could cozy up to him and maybe, you know, mend the bridges there a little bit. Mm. Nerf- so, okay, so now Michael Cohen is a thug, and he can't speak, for one thing. He's not a lawyer. He's a fixer. He's a thuggish fixer. I mean, this week, you know, Michael Avenatti, Stormy Daniels' lawyer, released all this information. Where he got it, nobody knows, but he released it, and they've checked it, and it verifies. And Cohen said some of the documents is uh, uncorrect. You know, I mean, that's the way he speaks. Mm. You know, I mean, he's not, he's not. So, so AT&T hire him to be a consultant on a, on a, one of the, a billion dollar merger. How really, really thick people like this <laughs> get to be so damn successful? Hey, listen to this. You know what? I wouldn't mind. <laughs> I really wouldn't mind a 60 grand from, a 100 grand from AT&T. I'd go and do something dodgy. No, I wouldn't. I'd, but it's bloody tempting, isn't it? But uh, how do people, thick people like this get in this position where they want what, to give them? Well, they get, listen to Norvatus. Norvatus, they gave them 100000 a month to be, a, to, to, to talk to them about health issues in the government. He doesn't know dick all about health issues. They had they they signed the contract before meeting him. Before meeting him, mm. they had one meeting with the guy. and They went, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not good. He did nothing for the whole year, and they gave him one point two million dollars. I mean, it's unbelievable. Who would run a company that way? I'm just running my brain on envy at the moment. <laughs> How you get so much money for doing absolutely nothing just because someone thinks you might go and talk with somebody else. And I'll tell you one thing, Graham. Yeah. This is the tip of the iceberg. Well, There's a whole lot more shit. There's a whole lot more companies to come. This is only the tip of the iceberg of what we know. This bullshit is unbelievable. And then Trump has the audacity at a rally this week in Indiana to say he's running the lobbyist out of town. Mm. And the crowd, because they're morons, I keep telling you guys this, mm. they start chanting, Drain the swamp, drain the swamp, drain the swamp. <laughs> Meanwhile, millions and millions of dollars are going to Cohen, and this is, the, this is what they haven't found out yet. Where'd the money go? It went into his account. It went out of his account. Who got it? Did Trump get it? Did other people get it? Where'd it go? They'll find out. And this is the tip of the iceberg. Sleazy ass. And here's the biggest one. I say <coughs> You can spend that money. You can, you can, he's probably spent it on something. 
There's got to be a paper trail. You'd think so. Yeah. When you know, I love the way those lawyers, these lawyers put it. When money wakes up, it has to go to sleep somewhere. <laughs> yeah. But here's the biggest thing. Yeah. Here's the biggest thing. Because every time you do, you talk to anybody, anybody, anybody in the Trump orbit, anybody, you shake the tree. What falls out of that goddamn tree? What falls out of that tree when you shake that tree? Son of a bitch, Russian. There's a Russian that falls out of that tree. Because another company mm. that is controlled, this company has a $2 billion reserve. It's controlled by Vester Vekelskorf, who is a Russian oligarch, who is one of the richest men in Russia. He controls this company, and they gave Michael Cohen 500000 bucks. Oh. For what? Every time you talk to anybody or anything about Trump and his campaign and his people around him, some son of a bitch Russian drops out. Got to be smoke there. Got to be fire. You're waiting for the home run, though, aren't you? Shit, man. I hope hope they knock that son of a bitch into the the Milky Way. You're still waiting for it, John. Hey, if this is not collusion, you're going to wish it it into truth? (laughs) Maybe I will. Okay, finally, what a burn. What a burn, what a burn. This is an interesting story and a sad story. Um, Senator John McCain has got a really aggressive brain cancer. He's not going to be around much longer. I mean, most people are talking, you know, he's not going to make the year. And uh, he has publicly announced that he doesn't want Trump at his funeral. He wants Mike Pence to represent the White House. He doesn't want Trump there. Should have got rid of both. But, oh wow! Uh, now, yeah, good, 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 good. No, now, uh, look, I'm not surprised. No, I mean, no, I'm not either. Trump has been absolutely disgusting. Well, listen, listen, John listen to this. This week, uh, they're uh, interviewing in front of the Senate uh, a woman for the CIA job, mm. and McCain is dead set against her. A White House staffer said, eh, "It doesn't really matter. He's dying anyway." Oh Jesus. And other people have said this. The White House refuses to apologize. Sarah Sanders Huckabee, who is just a disgusting piece of dirt, refuses to talk about it. Trump has not apologized, not mentioned it. It's just disgusting. Mm. I mean, that's moral rock bottom. Moral rock bottom. I, think- I don't care if you don't, you know, if you don't like the guy, you don't like his policies. And, and John McCain's not a saint. I'll put my hand up. Oh, this guy's not. an American war hero, but he's no saint. He's been a politician. He's rubbed people the wrong way. He's got his own agenda. For one thing, he picked stupid Sarah, San- uh, Sarah Palin as a s- vice president running candidate. That was about the dumbest Dumbest thing. decision he's <laughs> ever made, actually. He said it in his book. Yeah. He said it in his book. He said, you know, he wished he would have gone with this other guy that was, you know. Although... On day one, he would have felt brilliant because she gave, she gave the me. Republican speech of all Republican speeches yeah. to get that um, that core yep. that he didn't have. Yeah. He, she got it for him yeah. on that night. Yeah, but she, that was it. One day, that was it. That was, <laughs> it was a hell of a good day uh, for him. And I think John McCain, in retrospect, and even at the time, he seemed like a decent opposition. To he Barack is. Obama, he is. He's a decent opposition. When, 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 that, when, when people were poor, saying that, ignorant woman that stood up and said he's a Muslim yeah, he said, and he's a bad man, yep. and he he said, no, "I'm sorry, ma'am. No, he is a he is a good man. He's a family man." And he yeah. he no, defended he Obama. He, he rebuked that, and and you do not see that Trump abuses everybody. Oh, it's old. And no, but, yeah, we but, know this, John. but no Republican rebukes him. Yeah, well, that's because the problems are sick, except for a few of them. Well, even on very few, and even then they don't really come out. 
I mean, nobody has really come out and said too much about this latest statement, and that is pathetic. A lot of them have just run away, haven't they? There, there are a few that, what's his coal name? Was, oh, I forget what his name is. <laughs> oh, the, the Blankenship guy? <laughs> no, no, his name's lame or something. He said, no, I'm not I'm not running again. I can't stand Trump. McCain stood up to him. Oh, Flake has gone Flake, out. Flake, that's it. <laughs> Lame, it was lame or lame, flake or something. Lame it was flake, an unfortunate yeah, yeah. name. A name built well, for a Trump put-down. Well, that's actually what he said because somebody asked him if he's a really good-looking guy and a good politician. And somebody asked him if he's going to run for president. He said, with my last name? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's like Barry Hitler, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Not going to fly. <laughs> Not going to fly. Okay, John. Thanks, Graham. Good one. Cheers. Good for you. Over. Oh, no, we've got least qualified guy a bit more. Oh, yeah, baby. We're back. It's We're not out. You shut up. <laughs> the Weekend Variety Wireless with Dock Edge Festival. New Zealand's premier documentary film festival. During the ad break, I just went for a scoot around the office and I found some goodies in the promo lady's um, uh, box beside her desk. She's away next week, so I'm going to give away some stuff that I found in it. Keep your ears peeled. And that will include a double ticket to the Documentary Edge Festival. Don't call now. Because no one will answer the phone. Just like the crazy guy. It's 10 o'clock. Good evening. We're all crazy. It's all right.